0: This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert.
1: It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching today. We appreciate those may be watching for the first time. And we want you to stay tuned today. I want to welcome you to Getting to Know Your Bible. We have those that watch every time we come on the air, we'd like to uh, thank you for watching every time and for your continued encouragement in the preaching of the gospel. Now today on our telecast, we're going to discuss this subject, The Door of Salvation. The Door of Salvation. I hope that you'll stay tuned. On our telecast today, we're offering a free Bible correspondence course. Now, let me pause for just a moment. I want you to know this is free. Absolutely free. We're not going to ask for money. We don't want you to say, Brother Lambert, I I need to pay for this. No, no, no. You don't pay for it. If you ask for a, a CD of one of the lessons you hear on this telecast, that's free. If we're able to make a DVD available to you That's free And the course is free And that's because There are those that give sacrificially On the Lord's day To make this possible To make this telecast possible We have others that sacrifice To make it possible For this telecast To be on the air And so we appreciate Those who help help to preach the gospel. We have one family that gives sacrificially in order that we might have the opportunity to even be on the air. And so what that's the reason we do not ask for money for anything, not even for airtime. And we're not asking for money for the Bible course. We want to make it available. Let's pause now so you can learn more about the course and how to receive it.
0: To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible, it's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 877 711 5214. No
1: in 1 Corinthians the 16th chapter verses 8 and 9 the Apostle Paul wrote but I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Paul had a door of opportunity open to him, and it was a door to be able to preach Christ to people. We have doors that are open to us. On a previous telecast, I discussed with you a door of deeper Bible knowledge. But but today I want to talk to you about another door that is open to us. And we read about that door in John, the 10th chapter and verse 9, where Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. For a few minutes I want us to think about the door of salvation that is open to us. And Jesus is the door that leads to salvation. Now notice it again. Jesus said, I am the door. He is the door. If anyone enters by me, that is the door. Well, what's the end result of entering the door? He shall be saved. So Jesus is the door that leads to salvation. In Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12, Luke recorded, Neither is there salvation in the other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby you must be saved. There's a word in that passage I want you to think about. It's the word salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other. Their salvation is found nowhere else. He said, and then he says, neither is there salvation in the other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Salvation, saved. Salvation means deliverance. In Exodus the 14th chapter and verse 13, God's people had been in Egypt for a number of years and now they were on their way out of Egypt and they came to the Red Sea and then the Egyptians were in fast pursuit to bring them back and but there was the sea ahead of them. And Moses instructed them to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You see, Israel needed a deliverance. But theirs was a temporal deliverance, a deliverance from bondage in Egypt. And Moses said, you just stand still and you'll see God is going to save you. God is going to deliver you. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The bondage from which we need to be delivered today is the bondage of sin. In John 8, 34, Jesus said, He that committeth sin is the servant of sin or the slave of sin. And so those who are sinners are slaves of sin. In, In 1 John 3 and 8, the Bible says, He that sinneth is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. That is, we are servants of Satan. And in Romans, the 6th chapter, and, and in verse 16, Paul explains that we're either servants of God or we're, or we're servants of Satan himself. I want you to notice very carefully verse number 16. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death, or of obedience leading to righteousness. So we are slaves of sin and we need to be delivered from the bondage of sin. Someone says, Well, you know, Brother Lambert, I'm 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 doing I'm doing it my way. I I hear you preach on getting to know your Bible, but but I just do it a different way. Well, friends, it's not enough to be in a way. You know, the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man. The ends there are the ways of death. And Jeremiah commented in Jeremiah 10, 23, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. And so man cannot direct himself. So it's not enough just to be in a way. In Matthew 7, 13 and 14, Jesus talked about two ways. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that that leadeth unto destruction, and many there be that go in thereat, because straight is the gate, narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So there are two ways there. It's not enough just to be in a way. We'd better be in the right way. Somebody says, well, I'm religious. I'm a very religious person. Not enough just to be religious. Saul of Tarsus was a religious man. Later, when he wrote the book of Galatians, as the apostle Paul in Galatians 1, 13, and 14, Paul said that he was exceedingly zealous of the traditions of the fathers. Paul was a very religious man. It's not enough to be honest. In Acts 23 and 1, he said, I lived in all good conscience before God unto this day. It's not enough just to be honest in a way, or to be religious, or to be honest. We need to be in the correct way. It is not enough for a person to be morally good, that is to be saved. One of the best moral men I think I have ever read about is a man named Cornelius, found in the 10th chapter of Acts. Cornelius was a man who feared God with all of his house. He's a man who gave much alms to the people. He prayed to God. you, you would just want to live next door to a man like Cornelius, but Cornelius was a man who needed Christ in his life. I have many friends and people that I I I, I treasure dearly that are not Christians, good moral people, and as much as I love them, I, I want to pray that they will find Christ in their lives. Well, it's not enough to be morally good. You see, he needed a, to be a Christian. And it's not enough just to be a believer. If that were the case, the devils would be saved. James chapter 2 and verse 19 says, The devils also believe and tremble. So it's not enough just to be a a believer. If that were the case, then the devils would be saved. In James the second chapter we told that uh, that we, we learned from James chapter 2 and verse number 24 that we're not saved just because we believe. You, you see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Is it important to believe? Absolutely, it is important to believe. But that there's more that we ought to be doing than just having a mental assent to faith in Christ. Man is justified by an obedient faith. I would challenge you to study the 11th chapter of Hebrews about all of those people of faith in in the 11th chapter of Hebrews. And in every case of a person, there's a person of faith in that chapter. You will find attached to them a verb of action. That is where they did something with their faith. For example, in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7, by faith Noah, Uh, being warned of God of things uh, not seen as yet, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. What did he do by faith? He prepared an ark that took action on his part. And so it's not enough just to believe. We must be willing to obey as a believer. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Someone says, well, Brother Lambert, I've been listening to you and I'm almost ready to be baptized. I'm almost persuaded. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. But friend, it's not enough to be almost persuaded. In Acts 26 and 28, there's a man who made that very statement. Almost you persuade me to be a Christian. But so far as we know, that man never became a Christian. You see we need to do what the Lord says. We need to be listening to the Lord. In Matthew chapter 17 and verse 5, it was at Jesus' transfiguration. And God said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, hear ye him. I know that I'm to listen to Jesus. And when I listen to Jesus Christ, I know I've done the right thing. Now let's go back to what Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse 9. Jesus said, I am the door. I'm the door. By me if any man enter in. That is, you enter in the door. You'll be saved. So we enter the door, that is Christ you have blessings that are made available for you. You you don't have these blessings made available unless you enter the door. I don't know any, any, any way to make that any plainer, any simpler. To have the blessing of salvation, to be saved, you have to enter the door. Listen to Jesus again. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Saved when? Saved where? Saved when you enter the door. Saved on the other side of the door. If you don't enter the door, you're not saved. You enter the door, you're saved. Who? What is the door? Christ is the door. When you enter into Christ, you have blessings made available to you. I want to read you some verses. First of all, Listen to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now there are blessings that the Lord confers on all people. For example, right now as we are... Uh, Preparing this lesson for you later to be televised on getting to know your Bible. It's pouring down rain. All around me, pouring down rain. I'm thankful to be inside in my office where I'm dry and without that rain coming down on me. But you know what? That rain is falling down on my yard. It's falling down on the flowers that have been planted in my yard. But no doubt there are people that live on the same street I live on that don't care much about God. They're getting the same rain. You see, there are certain blessings that all people get. The Lord lets the rain fall on the just as well as the unjust. But there are some blessings that are confined to people who enter the door. And they're called spiritual blessings. One of those spiritual blessings is is happiness in death. Listen to Revelation chapter 14 and verse 13. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. That what? Blessed are the dead. What does blessed mean? It means happy. Happy are you. Blessed are the dead. What dead? The sainted dead. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. In Christ who die in the door inside the door who is Christ let me read you another verse Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus some people are condemned because they have broken laws they're condemned to die, maybe in the electric chair, if it happens to be in the state of Alabama. Some other states it might be by lethal injection. They're condemned to pay with their lives. But those who are in Jesus Christ are not condemned. That is, not condemned for their sins. And if they are enter in, in through that door, there is no longer condemnation, conceivably. There might be some individual who is on death row that learns about Jesus, learns about salvation, and they obey the gospel of Christ. They enter in that door in Jesus Christ. They're still going to pay for the crime they've committed. They might have to pay with their life, but from the standpoint of their soul, there is no condemnation if they've entered the door. Now let me read to you from 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 10. I endure all things for the elect's sake that they may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Now where is salvation found? It is found in Christ. And Christ is the door. Now remember Jesus said I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And so when we enter that door, when we do what it takes to enter that door, we have salvation. Let me read one more passage to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 17. And there the apostle says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, Behold, all things are become new. So if a man is in Christ, that he's entered the door, he is a new creature. That old man of sin is gone. And now he is a new creation in Christ. He's been born again. He's been born of water and born of the Spirit. Let me read one other passage, and this was in 1 John, the 5th chapter, and verse number 11. And this is the testimony... That God has given us eternal life and this life is in His Son. You know it's, there's no need to expect eternal life unless you enter the door. Let me tell you something. The door is open now. But it may not always be open. And it's not going to always ways be open. It can close so quickly. It can close in death. It's appointed unto a man once to die. And then comes the judgment. It can be closed by senility. That is, a person may get to the point that they don't have the mental faculties that that are essential to them understanding the gospel and knowing what they ought to do to enter that door. That's the reason Jesus in John 9 and 4 said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. For the night cometh when no man can work. That that door can be closed through the hardness of your heart. In Ephesians 4 19 we read about people past feelings. There are people that get so hardened to the gospel and hardened to Jesus that, that I don't know whether there's anything that can touch their hearts. And the door can be closed by the coming of the Lord. Matthew 25, 13, Jesus said, Watch ye therefore, before you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Let me ask you a question. What are you going to do with this door Jesus said, I am the door. Now what will you do with it? Will you accept it? If you accept it, it will be on the terms of his will. Will you reject the door? Will you reject it? You say, well, well, Brother Lambert, I'm not quite ready to make a decision. Well, to not make a decision is to make a decision. You either accept it or you reject it. You see, you cannot remain neutral. You accept it or you reject it. You remember Jesus in Matthew chapter 12 said, Either you are for me Or you are against me He that gathereth not with me Scattereth abroad So we either gather or scattering. We either for him Or we are against him We either accept him Or we reject him So I ask you again What will you do With the door Of salvation To enter the door of salvation, you must believe in Jesus. In the 16th chapter of Acts, Acts, the the jailer asked this question, Sirs, what must I do do to be saved? And he was told in verse 31, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Well, someone says, Well, there it is. That's all you have to do. Is that all he was told? Absolutely not. Because they spake the word of the Lord to him in the, in the very next passage. And faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10, 17. The reason he told him to believe is that's what you have to tell a man who's a pagan, a man who is an unbeliever. This man was an unbeliever. So he said, what do I need to do to be saved? You need to be a believer. You've got to accept the fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. Jesus in Mark 16 and 16 said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So you must believe. You must be willing to repent of your sins. The Lord would have all men everywhere to repent. Acts 17, 30 and, and 2 Peter 3.9. Acts 3.19 reads, Repent and be converted, that your sins be blotted out. You cannot have your sins blotted out unless you repent of your sins. On the day of Pentecost, when the people asked, what shall we do? They were told, repent and be baptized. So we need to believe on Christ and repent of our sins. Then we need to be willing to acknowledge Jesus Christ as being the Son of God. In Acts chapter 8, when the man from Ethiopia asked, why can't I be baptized? He was told, you can if you believe. He said, I believe it. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. My friend, the only thing that a preacher has a right to ask an individual before they are baptized into Christ is that question. Do you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God? We're not asking, do you believe God for Christ's sake has pardoned your sins? No, no. That's admitting that you believe that you were saved and then you're going to be baptized. That's reversing the Lord's order. We're, We're to acknowledge Him. We're to believe in Him and repent of our sins and confess that we believe in Him and then we're to be baptized into Christ. Listen to Galatians 3.27. Know ye not that so many of us as we're baptized into Christ did put on Christ. The way that we put on Christ, the way that we enter that door is by by being baptized into Jesus Christ. I just don't know of another thing that I can tell you that will put you into Jesus Christ. The Corinthians entered the door. Many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed, were baptized. Acts chapter 18 and verse 8. Where are you now? Have you entered into Christ? If not, why not? Someone says, I intend to someday. Friends, some days not on the calendar. The only day you have is right now. Today is the day of salvation. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 2. Remember Jesus said, I am the door. And if you enter in through that door, you will be saved. Have you entered the door? Hear the gospel, believe the gospel, obey the gospel today. Please do it today. I want to thank you for watching today. May I invite you to visit the Church of Christ in your community? And right now, I want to thank you for watching. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.